Hello, and welcome to another episode of Have We Met with Brett. This is your weekly pop playlist, where I hope you will meet your new favorite song. As I said, my name is Brett, and I am a music snob slash nerd slash aficionado. I love ciphering through the week's newest releases to find out what I'm going to be listening to, what I'm going to be adding to my playlist, and what I'm going to be recommending to you. I'll be giving you some fun facts about the songs we listen to. I'll be playing you clips from them. And hopefully by the end of the episode, you will have a brand new favorite song. You can follow Have We Met on Instagram at HaveWeMetPod. There is a link in the bio there with links to the podcast on Apple Music, on Spotify, as well as the accompanying playlist. If you want to find the playlist now, I recommend that. And then you can go through because I do talk about the artists, I talk about the album art, that kind of thing. So if you want to go through the playlist as I'm talking through the songs, they are there in order, all ready for you. If you are listening to an older episode of the playlist, every song I recommended this year is in one master playlist called Have We Met 2023. The link for that is also at Have We Met Pod on Instagram. There are some great new songs out this week, and I can't wait to get talking about them. But before we do that, I do want to just take a second to thank you for listening. If you've subscribed, if you've rated the show, if you've shared it on social media, anything like that, I appreciate your support so much. I'm still new to this and getting it started, so I really can't thank you enough for all that support. The other link I want to draw your attention to is the link to donate. My hope is to turn this into something that I can do full time. But in order to make that happen, I do need a little bit of help. There is a PayPal donation link, but if you do not have PayPal, you can also shoot me a message and I'll give you my email if you want to send me an e-transfer. I received a very generous e-transfer from my friend Shane, who is one of the DJs at the Toronto party Grapefruit. I cannot thank you enough, Shane, for the support. You have made this week's episode possible. You have given me so much uh, encouragement to keep going with this. And I love your taste in music and I love your party. So the next Grapefruit is September 16th at the Black Eagle. It is Kylie Minogue themed in honor of her new album coming out. I encourage you all to check out Grapefruit. It's a fabulous, fabulous evening. And Shane, you better come on the podcast sometime soon so we can talk about all of our favorite songs to dance to. Okay, now that we have all those formalities out of the way, let's get talking about the new music this week. We are going to start with a new song by one of the most controversial figures in pop music right now. I am talking, of course, about Doja Cat. I want to start by saying I'm a very big Doja Cat fan. I think she is incredibly talented. I think there's almost nothing she cannot do. I have seen performances of hers that reference things from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie Signs, the musical Chicago. She's really a chameleon and her talent and her ability and her skill allows her to adapt to all of those worlds and all of those characters in a way that I don't think many people can really do. And I've always found her very, very impressive on stage. Her new era is upon us and I never had to read the book, The Scarlet Letter, in high school, so I'm not exactly sure how it all goes, but I am a big fan of the movie Easy A, and it seems that Doja Cat is positioning herself as a sort of Hester Prynne, Olive Prendergast kind of character. Now, she has talked about herself being a villain. She is quite... She's, I mean, she's a troll online, right? She says things to cause inflammatory reactions, and... It's almost never to be taken seriously, I think. In Easy A, when Olive starts being treated as the villain, she almost leans into it to kind of mess with people and and make them believe that she's something she's not. 
And deep down, she knows that that's not really what's happening. So I think there's a really meta kind of interesting way that Doji Cat is leaning into this concept. Her last album, Planet Her, was also a concept album, so it makes sense that this whole album would be Scarlet-themed. She has changed all of the artwork of her old songs to red versions of those album covers. I swear, go look right now. So isn't that cool? Like, I really, her, the way her brain works, I think is really unique, really special. I know she kind of went on a rant, you know, saying people who are obsessed with her are, I don't know, crazy or wasting their energy. I understand that fame can be a really, really difficult thing to deal with and people's expectations can really wear you down over time. And I think if that's what she needs to do to sort of protect herself from those, you know, really crazy fans, then I can't really tell her how she should be doing it. What I am going to say, <laughs> okay, she is referencing her own controversy and fame in her lyrics and in her visuals. She recently shaved her head and she is undergoing that sort of backlash because she became so popular so quickly. Who in pop music do you think I'm going to reference right now that Doja Cat is following in the footsteps of? Yes, Britney Spears. I don't actually think there's anyone currently in the music industry who comes close to what Britney was in the early 2000s, but Doja Cat has a lot of the same components that create a superstar, and that is why she's embroiled in this kind of controversy and why people are so interested in what she's doing. So, all of that aside, this album, she has really decided to lean into rap. Because she is so diverse and great at everything, people have had trouble calling her a rapper, which is funny because even on some of her biggest songs, you know, Say So, Need to Know, she does great rap verses. So this new song, this new era is rap focused and rap forward, but I do appreciate the attention to detail in the hooks that this song still provides. There's basically two choruses. There's sort of the Paint the Town Red chorus, and then there's the She Devil chorus. The song is a sample of Dionne Warwick's iconic Walk On By. So I'm going to play you those two choruses and let's see how hooky you find it all. Yeah, bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care, I paint the town red. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care, I paint the town red. Mm, she the devil, she bad little bitch, she a rebel, she She really has one of the most recognizable voices in music right now and a very recognizable flow. So capitalizing on all of that is really smart. And she knows people are talking, so to keep them talking and make them talk about the music is even smarter. Playing that through, I really appreciate the way that the repetitions are layered. If you do the, kind of the same thing over and over, it can get a little stale, but there's nice detailing underneath those choruses, you know, hearing multiple layers of her voice coming in underneath, you know, the harmonies, that sort of thing. It's very lush. And I think Dion would be proud. She actually said that it was a lucky song for her and that she hopes it will be a lucky song for Doja as well. 
The next song we're going to talk about is the new Jai Wolf featuring Banks. Jai Wolf is originally from Bangladesh, but now calls New York City home. Apparently, Jai Wolf debuted this song in his Coachella set in April earlier this year, but for whatever reason, it hasn't been released until now. I know Jai Wolf from the song Indian Summer, which was prominently featured on the first season of How to Get Away with Murder, but you might know him from his remixes for Odessa, for Skrillex, or for Kiera. While talking about this new song's structure, Jai Wolf compared it to Disclosure's Latch and Mike Posner's Cooler Than Me because it has a triplet beat underneath. If he hadn't pointed that out, I wouldn't have seen it. It's not a traditional waltz, but there is an up-tempo one, two, three happening underneath. So see if you can count that double time. You might catch it. The song is definitely poppier than what I have heard from Banks before. It's the first song she's put out since her album Serpentina came out last spring. She tends toward a more of a darker sort of sound, but in talking about this song, she mentioned it's all about optimism. It's about being a little bit afraid to take a leap and try something new, but working up the courage to do it anyway. The song has a synthy electronic sort of feel, which was probably influenced because it was co-written with the members of Churches and also with Matthew Coma, who's worked with Tiesto, with Zed, and is also married to Hilary Duff. I find this song very uplifting. I think Banks sounds gorgeous on it. So here is just a little clip of Don't Look Down. So what if I say out loud what I'm afraid of From my heart to my mouth Climbing the way up I know I'm terrified when I get too high But if I don't look down I won't be too Okay, who caught the triplet beat happening underneath of that? One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. It's really, really fast, but if you look for it, it is there underneath. And it helps give a sense of propulsion to the rest of the instrumentation, which I really appreciate the energy that it adds. And I will also say Latch is one of my all-time favorite songs. And if that was Jai Wolf's reference point, then he's got great taste in music. I am really excited to talk about our next artist. I have a personal connection with her. She was originally from Casablanca, actually, in Morocco, but her family emigrated to Canada when she was only one year old. They ended up living in a town called Carmen, Manitoba, which, you guessed it, my hometown. I remember my mom sending me a Fauzia song years ago. They would see her perform in, like, local halls and that kind of thing in Carmen. And since then, she has gone on to crazy success for someone from such a small town. YouTube Music has a an Artist on the Rise feature, and she was the first ever Canadian artist to be featured by them. She has since featured on a song by John Legend, because she does a lot of R&B, soul, that kind of thing. Her voice is very, very powerful and is suited to that kind of music. But you know what else that kind of voice is suited for? Dance music. She has been featured on songs by David Guetta, Martin Solvig, and Galantis. You know, I always thought I was going to become the one pop star from Carmen Manitoba, but I'm honestly just so, so happy for her. She's really young, and to have that kind of success already is amazing. She played a sold-out concert here in Toronto at the Opera House in the fall, and I went with my friend Russ, who is also from Carmen Manitoba. 
Actually, speaking of Russ, if you're looking for another music podcast to listen to, Russ is a producer on a podcast called Pop Pantheon, where they will spend an episode talking about the entire career of somebody in the pop world. And then at the end of the episode, they rank where they fall in the pop sphere. So, for example, Madonna is up at the top on tier one. Lady Gaga is just underneath her on tier two. And Nelly Furtado's tier four. That kind of thing. So if that sounds up your alley, please give them a listen. It's a really popular podcast. Russ has been instrumental in helping get this one started. So please support them as well. Now, without any further ado, let's have a listen to the new Fauzia song. It was co-written with a woman named Chloe Teague. She has written for Jess Glynn, for Kalani, and for Charlie XCX. So that's a really eclectic group of pop singers. And Fauzia is an eclectic artist, so it really makes sense. Have a listen to La La La. Maybe that's not the most unique or original lyrical content we've ever heard, but I do appreciate that they flip it from la 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 to na na na. It's cute. And it also isn't just that same line repeated throughout the chorus. It does give us a little bit of depth and a little bit of rise and fall with that um, A-A-B-A phrasing. So I, I like that song. It's only 2 minutes and 14 seconds, so hopefully we get an extended edit or maybe a remix, because that for me is like the song's just getting started and then it's over. And that doesn't actually make me want to play it again. It makes me want to never listen to it again. <laughs> Uh, while we're on the subject of Carmen Manitoba, if you ever get a chance to go, all you really need to know is there's a drive-in restaurant there called Sills where you will have the best chicken filet sub and milkshake of your entire life. So get uh, get your butt there. You're welcome, Carmen. I'm uh, your tourism... I mentioned that Fauzia has a song with David Guetta, and that leads us to our next song this week. It is the new David Guetta featuring Bibi Rexa. It's called One in a Million. Now, it apparently samples David Guetta's older song, When Love Takes Over. I don't really hear that quite as much as I did on his remix of Kelly Clarkson's Favorite Kind of High, but I do understand what they're saying. It has that cascading piano. It has that euphoric, uplifting sort of feel. It's a really cute little song. Again, it's it's a bit short, you know, definitely made for the TikTok sort of generation, but I've been in a big BB Rexa sort of phase this year. Her new album that came out in the spring is one of my favorites of the year so far. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. I'm actually prepping another podcast episode, a special episode, where I go through my 20 top songs of 2023 thus far, and BB will definitely be appearing on that playlist. Now, David and BB previously collaborated on last year's I'm Good, which has surpassed a billion streams on Spotify. It's a runaway smash hit. That hasn't necessarily led to the same success for BB's solo career, sadly, because I do think her album is really, really strong. But if it means we get more of these kind of one-off, throwaway, euphoria, dance kind of celebration songs, I'm kind of all about that too. I think that's a great way to sort of bridge the gap between albums. And if that is generating enough income for her so that she continue to live her pop star truth and fantasy, <laughs> can something be the truth and a fantasy? I think so. I mean, I, I exist, so definitely, right? <laughs> oh God, just laughing with myself in the closet, you know. It reminds me of when I was 12. 
So anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna play this song now. This is one in a million, BB Rexa, David Guetta. can't believe we're alive at the same time. That is so romantic that I can really see having my hands up on the dance floor or my hands around Daryl. <laughs> that is so sweet. I um, love BB's voice, that kind of raspy, gritty quality. It's really unique and it suits uh, so many different styles of music too. And I'm really, I'm rooting for her. I like her a lot. I heard her concert was fabulous too. Did you catch that intro piano? I played the beginning so you could hear that cascading piano. It does sound like When Love Takes Over. It also sounds a little bit like Clocks by Coldplay. That It might just be the same rhythm. It's not necessarily the same notes, but there's something, there is something familiar about that sound for sure. Now, we've been playing a lot of kind of dance floor bangers, and I do want to take it down just a little bit now. This next song is really, really interesting to me. I had it on, and I wasn't sure how I was feeling about it, but... The way that it builds, the way it's put together, it's constructed in a really unique and original way. It is a song called Sad Part of a Happy Movie. Often when I'm trying to find out something about an artist, it can be a little difficult to get like a, an About Me page or something on a website. Most websites just direct people to their social media now, which is a bit of a missed opportunity because... If people are looking you up, that's one of the first things they're going to find, and they want a way in. And that's what this podcast is all about, right? Giving you a way in, something to connect with when you meet a new artist. So Primo the Alien on her website says, Space-time travel to a 1980s alternate dimension, a dangerously sexy post-apocalyptic wasteland complete with kick-ass parties, flying motorcycles, and lots of glitter. Okay, I'm in. I'm fully in. <laughs> The other thing that she has written in her About Me section is her fearlessness, unrelenting intensity, and eccentric bravado are balanced with levity, effervescence, and imagination, delivering a musical punch that is as undeniable as it is needed. Okay, for if she releases an audiobook, I want to narrate it. That is so gorgeous. It's well-written. It paints a picture, but it also means kind of nothing, you know? <laughs> and I love that. It kind of leaves the door open for you to make your own uh, assumptions and connections when you hear the music. Now, she talked about this song being recorded when she was going through a bit of a rough time and that it was helping her picture her life overall and thinking, you know, this is just the sad moment, but things will improve. And I talked about the way the song is structured. It has a very cinematic feel and the structure, I can't play the whole thing for you, but I'll try to kind of explain how it's put together. It starts... And it's, it's very grand and sort of sweeping. And then as it builds, they're, they're kind of a pulse gets added to it. And then everything kind of cuts out and it goes down this other path. And then it builds up again in this kind of chant that goes through. And then again, there's a twist and then it's over. 
And so I'm like, is it a cliffhanger ending? Like, <laughs> I don't know. So the part that I really, really love, actually, is that chant where she sort of builds herself up again after going through this sad moment. And she builds to something really, really atmospheric and positive sounding. See if you can see what I mean. This is Primo the Alien, sad part of a happy movie. Wow, right? I love the way that that builds. It's similar to what we were talking about with Doja Cat earlier, where if you're going to repeat that same phrase, it needs to have new life breathed into it each time. And like in a movie, you want that energy to be sort of building the whole time. And the song is structured like a great screenplay. I hope that you do go and listen to the full track. It's unlike anything I've maybe ever heard before. It dabbles in a lot of different soundscapes. You know, it's maybe not something you can just put on and vibe to because the energy does shift so much, but it really takes you along for the ride and uh, it lets you in on it. And it also is quite relatable. So if you're someone who likes music, soundtracks, likes movies, I think that's a great song for you. However, I understand if it's maybe a bit too uh, alternative, let's say, but definitely pay attention to Primo the Alien. I think the way that they describe their own work and also the ingenuity and innovation coming with that sort of music is is really something worth celebrating. We are going to go to a, a more straightforward pop song, and it also happens to be my favorite song of the week. Before I play it for you, I just want to remind you, if you are not already following me or subscribed to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, etc., you can go to Instagram at HaveWeMetPod. The link is in the bio there. All the links are there for Apple Music, for Spotify, for both the podcast and the playlist. There is a link to donate if you're interested. And like I said before, there is a link to my overall 2023 playlist, which has more than 650 songs on it. So if you need something to throw on in the background, maybe you have a store, you have a dinner party, you have a salon, that kind of thing. It's all good background music, up-tempo, catchy pop stuff with um, usually good energy. So if you've been enjoying what I've been playing so far, that's the playlist for you. And I also always love hearing what your favorite songs are of the week. I love hearing if there's something you thought I was going to play that I didn't talk about. And I also just like talking about music. So if you have something to say, you can always shoot me an Instagram message at it gets Bredder as well. I was talking about how with Primo the Alien, it was easy to find a description where she talked in depth about what she's about. And our next artist, it's kind of been the opposite. I have found a few articles about maybe her various single releases. She just seems to put out a song here, a song there, a song there. Uh, and every single article says she's 20-something, she's young, and she's from Iceland. And that's all we really know about her. <laughs> her name is Valdis, V-A-L-D-I-S, all capital letters. And her song is called Let's Get Lost Tonight. It 
starts with her saying, this is different than the stories I usually tell. It is my introduction to her, so I'm not sure what those stories might be, but it's got everything that I look for in a pop song. It's got nice melodies, a clear high vocal, a really crisp kind of um, atmosphere and production quality going on. So unfortunately, I actually sent her a message on Instagram and was like, hey, is there any chance you want to be interviewed on my podcast? (laughs) But I uh, haven't heard a response yet, sadly, but that's okay. We're going to let the music speak for itself. And I often think that is the best thing to do. This is Valdis and Let's Get Lost Tonight. Slinky little disco groove, a nice four-on-the-floor beat, lyrics about falling in love on the dance floor. That is checking a lot of boxes for me, I have to tell you. It is a little unfortunate. I can't tell you too, too much more about the artist herself, but maybe part of that enigmatic kind of quality is what she's trying to cultivate, you know? Uh, I did start following her, though, so if I find out any little tidbits of information about her, like maybe what her real name is, (laughs) I'll try to tell you sometime next week. And while we're on the topic of artists who are maybe a little bit vague about their real names, we have to have a chat about this new Germany-based producer or producers. They go by the name Glockenbach. And this is, I think, only their fourth song they've put out. All three of the songs they put out already have gone into the top 40 on the Germany charts. So there is buzz around this production team. It's a little hard to say. On their website, they are sometimes referred to as a producer collective, which leads me to believe that it is more than one person. But because they wear a mask when they perform, it's hard to really know. They have that kind of Daft Punk or Dead Mouse kind of thing going on, which has obviously created a lot of buzz for them. And even though they appear on stage anonymously, they seem very well connected in the dance music scene. They had a song out with Joel Corey earlier this year, who's one of my favorite producers. And their new song features Ella Henderson. Now, Ella was on The X Factor in the UK in 2012. She has since gone on to release many, many songs, both on her own and as a featured artist. Some of my favorites, uh, Risk It All with House Gospel Choir. Uh, She has a song called Yours that is on mine and Daryl's playlist that makes me cry every time I listen to it. And last year, she was featured on Nathan Daw's 21 Reasons. So she pops up in the dance music scene quite often because she has that great big house diva sort of sound. And Lifeline is no different. Again, this week, we're in this really romantic sort of realm with the lyrics, you know, about really being there for somebody. It's, it's quite sweet. But this time, the music has a little bit of a, a darker sort of edge to it, which makes me think, you know, maybe this person isn't reaching out to her when she wants them to, or, or maybe they don't believe what she's singing about. So see if you can pick up on any of that. We're just going to have a cute little listen to Lifeline. Mm, 
just nothing like a song that makes you want to cry on the dance floor, is there? Maybe I'll make a crying on the dance floor playlist and uh, put all my favorite sad bangers on it. I think that song would fit in there. Yes, it's up-tempo, but it has that sort of melancholy feeling, and I, I think that gives it a lot of depth and a lot of character. So hopefully that's what these new Germany producers are going to keep bringing to their music. I'll definitely have my ears open. Well, my good ear, anyway. Can you believe it's my third episode of How We Met, and I still haven't had the chance to talk about any K-pop or J-pop yet? It seems surprising because... A, it's a very prolific area in music. They're always pumping out new songs, new groups, new reality shows. There's one where they start with 99 contestants and they whittle it down through fan votes to create a super group out of the remaining, I think, nine of them, which is wild to me. This group that we're going to talk about is from Japan, but I think they operate out of South Korea now. And they record music in English so that they can maintain a global audience. They are called XG, which stands for Extraordinary Girls. My favorite thing about K-pop, J-pop is the videos, the dancing, the fashion, the formations. That's the cool thing about having a group of so many people is they can create these really exciting dynamic formation changes. And they are constantly moving. Each member will sing like a line and then make way for someone else. But it is funny, even when there are seven and it's hard to kind of tell who's who, you can still tell who the stars are. You know what I mean? There's always kind of one or two girls that really pop. And uh, this group is no different. The song is really, really cute. It's called T-G-I-F. But it doesn't stand for what you think. Have a listen. Please, what blessings look at my body. Wake up, look up in the mirror. T-G-I-F. Sheesh. Then got them fly. Call it cocky, I call it true is one of my favorite lyrics of the year so far. I think that's hilarious. And it's delivered with such like tongue in cheek kind of gusto that you don't even really question it. I, I buy every second of it. I'm, I'm picking up what they're putting down, you might say. And I have to just thank my friend Chris for always keeping me on top of the J-pop, K-pop, all of that scene. He's always sending me performances, that kind of thing. So if you need any recommendations, let me know and I'll ask him. <laughs> Now, we only have time to talk about two more songs today. I can't believe it's coming up to this already. I have been a little more long-winded than usual, and that's, I think, because I'm getting a little bit more into doing this research and trying to, I don't know, let you know that I know what I'm talking about, if that makes sense. So I hope that's working for you, because it's working for me. <laughs> Speaking of my friend Chris, another music genre that we have in common is our love for trash pop. Last year, there was a song by... This Australian band called Wigs, capital W I I G Z. And they had a song called Bitch Shit. I'm on my bitch shit, baby, which I uh, had on my playlist. I had in heavy rotation. I loved that song. It looks like they are ready to put out their debut EP in just a couple months, and they have unleashed the first single. They have a background in film, fashion, graphic design, photography, and creative direction. And apparently they've been on tour for the last little while, which has really helped them sort of shape where they want their sound to go. We talked earlier about, you know, sound bites that artists might put on their website or that kind of thing. And what they have written, I really, really love. Wigs makes stellar pop music that is brilliantly created, fun, edgy, and ultimately gives you life. This song has a very self-empowerment kind of theme to it. 
And in the music video, they go on sort of a crime spree where they tie up this man and then they dance for him and they throw his money everywhere. It's kind of iconic, actually. I think if you are looking for something to stomp the sidewalk to on your way to work, this is going to be your new favorite song this week. This is Wigs, French Tips. stomping down the runway or the sidewalk. Honestly, I usually just pretend the sidewalk is my runway, truly. (laughs) Maybe it's from all those years of teaching spin, but I'm always like walking right, left, right, left on the beat. And I get really upset if someone's in my way and they throw me off my rhythm. (laughs) That's a song that I would need to stay on the beat for. I like that. Uh, Wigs is Hannah and Zoe. They are Australian-based but hopefully they'll uh, blow up and they'll come visit us sometime in Toronto. I'll go see them with you. I think that'd be a fun show. They seem a little cuckoo bananas, and that's my favorite thing in a pop star. So here we are. There's only one song left for us to talk about today. I hope you're enjoying yourself. As always, you can follow on Instagram at HowWeMetPod. You can check out the podcast there in the link in the bio. The playlists on Spotify and Apple Music are updated every week when I record the episode. And yeah, if there's anything else that you'd like from me, just let me know. I'm here for you. Uh, I appreciate all the messages, all the feedback, anything that you have to offer. I really, I'm all ears right now. And I also would appreciate more donations. I had, I think, 100 people listen to the first episode. And even if everybody just sent me $5, that would cover me for next week. You know what I mean? So Uh, think about it. I hope you're enjoying yourself because I know I am and I want to keep this going as long as possible. Now, the last song we're going to talk about today, I'm really excited about. I think it's really cool. I really enjoy the music video, or sorry, the lyric video. When she posted it, she said, try not to get brainwashed. And I think this sort of statement on the current state of the world is really important. The song is called Kool-Aid, as in drink the Kool-Aid, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, wait, that's Natalia Kills. (laughs) If you don't know what that reference is, you are A, too young to be listening to this podcast, probably. But here, I'll tell you. There was a cult, I think in the 90s, and they all decided that they were going to die at the same time. I forget why. I assumed to talk to some god or something. So they poisoned the the punch at the party, and they all drank it at the same time. Now... (laughs) Kool-Aid, the brand, would like you to know that it was actually not Kool-Aid that they were drinking. It was a generic dollar store brand (laughs) offshoot of Kool-Aid. Not the real thing. Whether that's true or not, who knows. But I think if I was going to die, I'd want to drink the real thing, don't you? Anyway, this song is by M. She was born Emma Norris in Michigan, but now she lives in L.A. She was raised by music. Her father is an opera singer, and her mom plays the harp. She... Now, I don't know if this is true, but if it is, it's a really cool fact. Her debut album came out in 2016, and I read it was the first album in history to be completely created, as in written, recorded, produced, mixed, and mastered 
by one woman. Now, that's amazing if it's true. I'm not sure if it is, but that's what her Wikipedia page says. So maybe she wrote it there herself. That's kind of fabulous. On the surface, Kool-Aid seems like it might be an ode to numbing negative feelings with substances, but the lyrics also mention Black Mirror and this talk of brainwashing. It seems like the Kool-Aid could mean social media, maybe attention, or I'm not sure. It's a lot to unpack. In the lyric video, when she says, you know, try not to get brainwashed, there are these freeze frame images of things like, we are number one, trust the media unconditionally, be submissive to be loved. It, all these kind of like catchphrases are peppered in between the lyrics. It's very pop art. The colors are bright. She's wearing this sort of grotesque rabbit looking mask. And apparently she identifies as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. So, Emma or M, sorry, E-M-M, all capital letters. I'm drinking your Kool-Aid, baby. This is my last song for this week. I hope you like it. Check it out. This is Kool-Aid. that a little twisted? My friend Miles thinks that all the best pop music has kind of a dark edge to it. And the more that I think about that, the more I totally agree. There's something a little warped that gives it this point of view, you know what I mean? And I also, again, it's a song about dancing, but to ignore the other things that are going on in the world. And I think we all love that escapism. We can all kind of fall back into that. But we also have to make sure that we are confronting our demons head on when we need to. And I think that's probably exactly what M wants us to do when we hear that song. Now, that brings us to the end of our episode. This has been Have We Met. I hope you met your new favorite song. If you've been listening to something at home this week and I skipped over it or I missed it or I didn't mention it, please shoot me a message. I'm always looking for new music. I have a few more songs that I didn't have time to play today. So if you go to my Instagram at HowWeMetPod and you check out the link tree in the bio, check out the playlist on Spotify, and I post all of my extra songs there. Now, thank you so much again for listening. I have been Brett, and I will see you next week, if not sooner. And it was really nice to meet you. 